Welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure is an improvised Dungeons and Dragons show performed live in front of an audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre. We follow the amusing and often absurd adventures of Bagsy Badley, Trim Toscobble, the Reverend Hatchet, and Jeffrey Banjo as they haphazardly muddle their way through a world full of magic, mystery, and mischief. By the way, you look lovely today. Since the dawn of time, people have told stories of great heroes and terrible villains. Since approximately the 1970s, we've been doing this seven seasons, and I've still not bothered to check the actual year. <laughs> People have used role-playing games to step into the shoes of these dynamic characters and escape into worlds of fantasy where orcs and elves, wizards and warriors, and even dragons and dungeons take center stage. That's right, nimbly avoiding copyright disputes. <laughs> We actually, we actually did check with Wizards of the Coast and they were like, go nuts. Whoop, whoop. But it takes away one of the jokes in the intro. <laughs> Tonight, using the ancient and venerable art of making things up as we go along, we shall bring you one of many tales of adventure! <laughs> Our heroes for this evening, Jeffrey Banjo, half-elf bard. All right, everyone. That's what I look like. How good is that, by the way? Uh, For the benefit of the podcast listeners, uh, there is a picture on the back projection of an average-looking man. (laughs) You're so generous. Uh, so yeah, uh, Fanjo, Fanjos are going wild, really. Uh, the uh, we're just <laughs> Jeffrey Banjo fan club for those of you who uh, have, have uh, new. Um, <laughs> we're uh, increasing in members. You know, I'm selling a lot of business cards. I'm I'm getting them out there. I'm getting the word out there and uh, writing the autobiography, and it's all going really well. You know, been invited recently to a very swanky soiree, which we're currently in at the moment. There is time traveling jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite kind of jelly. Uh, apart from strawberry. And yeah, going pretty well so far. So I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm, I'm in my element, you know, rubbing shoulders with rich people and people that appreciate my talent. <laughs> Trim Toss Cobble. Halfling uh, rogue slash barbarian slash warlock. Trim Toscobble. Um, if you try saying that in a Scottish accent, it's so satisfying. Trim Toscobble, it's just so fun. Can't be Scottish, though. Can't have another extra thing to my list of, of things. <laughs> um, so I'm also in my element, having a wonderful time, looking at all the rich things that I can steal. I, I've got a kind of person who's with me who, who might be a creep, I'm getting a lot of signals that he's a creep. <laughs> a lot of signals. Um, but I'm wondering whether he's got a, a sweet, tender heart inside. I, I never know. As I've been torn between evil and good before, I, I never know. I never know, but I might kill him. <laughs> See how it goes. I'm trapped with a massive tardigrade at the moment, um, which is a really hard thing to deal with. And it's quite overwhelming emotionally, so I'm quite drained right now. (laughs) Bagsy Badly, half-orc paladin. Uh, (laughs) Sup, benches. Um, I say benches because I noticed there's a child here. (laughs) Should be an interesting one. (laughs) Um, I've been trying to keep a gratitude journal, but it turns out that's really boring. 
Um, so I read a bit of Jeffrey Banjo's journal. He calls it an autobiography and he hopes to sell it, but it's it's mostly just a sketchbook of uh, Milton, Sitar <laughs> and Die. Um, <laughs> also, I had to buy one of his business cards because he looked really sad no one was buying his <laughs> business cards. <laughs> Um, and I've, I also had to pay a couple of villagers a while ago to buy them. It's really sad. Um, and also, everyone seems to be having a good time, but I am now alone with Jeffrey Banjo. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't always have a good day. Uh, sadly, not able to be with us today because he was banished to the age of hedonistic dragons and dwarves by a time-traveling jelly accident is Reverend Hatchet, human druid. Uh, represented at the desk for the time being by a plastic fern Uh, not on stage right now but also no less heroic is Graham Johnson human illustrator what Uh, Graham will be providing live art for today's episode, and I'm going to cover the technical switchover from the slides to the art by elegantly and seamlessly vamping for time. Nice. Nice. By recapping what happened last time. Last time on Tales of Adventure, our heroes were invited to the grand opening of the mysterious menagerie of Dr. Orville Boros a man who has invented a time-travel jelly and used it to assemble a menagerie of creatures from all over time and space. Oh, <laughs> Please. Go on. Uh, everyone's favourite character from last time was apparently the mascot that greeted them as they entered the menagerie. Uh, whose name was Trevor the Trilobite. Excellent taste. He apparently will be returning this time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, whilst they were on the tour of the menagerie, uh, several things went terribly wrong as some of our heroes broke into the wrong parts of the menagerie and did silly things. (laughs) Currently... All of the exhibits have escaped. Reverend Hatchet has vanished into the time stream, and Trim Toscobble is lost in a dark basement with an unscrupulous rogue and an incredibly giant, incredibly angry, indestructible tardigrade. I think uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> for those of you without uh, the requisite scientific or trivia background knowledge, a tardigrade is a microscopic creature that is entirely impervious to harm. It survives in the depths of space at higher and lower temperatures than any other living thing, but they're normally teeny, teeny, tiny. This one is six foot three. <laughs> it looks like a hippopotamus with six legs and a very angry sort of like a beak thing. No biggie. Our story continues. Upstairs in the menagerie, Bagsy Badley and Jeffrey Banjo are standing on the monorail track. Just in front of you is a scorched remnant of floor where previously Reverend Hatchet and several hundred dead scorpions were. (laughs) There was just a big flash of purple light as Reverend Hatchet vanished into the time stream with a sound. That's not good. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's probably fine, though, isn't he? Reverend? I mean, he's, uh, he's gone. Let's move on. After a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not dwell. So we're going to be holding auditions for the... <laughs> After a moment, there comes the sound of a pop in reverse. I don't have any audio editing equipment here. Use your imaginations. Yes, that's it. Uh, And uh, an anti-flash of purple light, which is like a flash of purple light, but backwards. (laughs) And suddenly, out of thin air, appears... A small rectangular piece of cardboard. 
What is that material? <laughs> Sorry, hang on, hang on. I know this is I know this is mean to pick on you, but you have business cards <laughs> in your pocket right now. Oh, it's it's a business card. It's card. It's cardboard. I I thought it was something else. I uh, <laughs> I I pick it up to inspect closer. Uh, as you inspect it, on the back, uh, it sort of looks like uh, a picture of the back, of, back cover of a book, uh, and it says, Magic the Gathering. Ah. <laughs> at, the, at the bottom, it says, Deckmaster. <laughs> That's for me. You, you Sounds like another invitation. You certainly are a deck, so here you go. <laughs> as you flip it nice over. Nice PG banter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> As you flip it over, uh, you can see that there is a, a very nicely drawn picture of Reverend Hatchet on it. Uh, and upon it are inscribed the following words. Hatchet, druids, and then there's a number two and two little green pictures of a tree. <laughs> Underneath the picture, it says, Legendary Planeswalker, Hatchet. Uh, and then there's three lines of text. Uh, it's minus one, turn into a three slash three tree until end of turn. So specific. I'm guessing this is a reference that I don't get. <laughs> and then in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little thing that looks like a shield with a number five in the middle of it. It's, 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 it's mysterious and arcane. Is the card shiny? Uh, I, I mean, it's gloss finish as opposed to matte, but it isn't. Uh, it doesn't have like any like reflective hologram uh, qualities. It's not. No. Okay. Cool. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm side gonna, note: that would be uh, the the Pokemon term. What you mean is foil. <laughs> <laughs> you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly did. Burn. Behind you, Dr. Orville Boros is desperately trying to fix the cart that you ruined by throwing a carrot onto the tracks. <laughs> He's very confused. Oh, I, I just don't know where this carrot came from. <laughs> this is really going to interfere with the rest of the tour. Can, can I just pick up the carrot and pop it in his nose hole? <laughs> like... Like he's a like he's a snowman. I wanted to do that last time, and there wasn't time for it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yay! <laughs> you snatch the carrot up and stick it in his nose hole before he can react. He pauses, and you can't tell if he's shocked because he's got no eyebrows. Mm. <laughs> he, he straightens up and looks you in the eye. The carrot is still there. You look great, babe. Just, I want to reassure him that it was, it, it really suits him. It really brings out his eye holes. <laughs> Are you flirting with me? Um, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on this one occasion, uh, I just don't have it for you. Well, that's all right. My heart belongs to another. And he turns and looks off to the left. No, no, not her. Oh, okay. No, I, I was glad her. you killed my ex. Cool, yeah. I was pretty glad as well. Who do I you mean, you keep taking claim for that, but I feel like I... No, it was definitely me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so who is it? Who, well, who thank you, you for removing the carrot from the track, but I, I, I mean, it's, it's not moving. Doctor. We shall have to continue the tour on foot. Yes, young Quick man. Quick question. What would happen if um, there was a pop and a purple lighty thing and then my friend turned into a card? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it's perfectly safe. That's the first thing to reassure you of. You... Nobody inside the menagerie is in any kind of danger. There is no risk that anybody using my time jelly to travel through time might accidentally cause paradoxes in the time stream, replacing themselves with alternate versions that may have existed had they taken different choices in the past. So, 
Had the Reverend chosen to go down the left path instead of the right path, he may have become a card. Metaphorically speaking, yes. <laughs> but there's no danger of that happening. What I think has happened here is that your friend was always a card. <laughs> And that you are misremembering. The menagerie is perfectly safe. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, downstairs, in the perfectly safe pipe maze, Trim Toscobble is face-to-face with a big, grey, scaly, beaky, hippopotamus-sized tardigrade. Ah! Oh, um, sorry. Um, didn't mean to interrupt your... Tardigradism time. Um, we'll be off. Um, ever so, ever so sorry. Um, here, here's a nice um, um, hammer for you as an offering of apology for um, interrupting. Please don't eat me. Um, wrong turn. Uh, you hold out the hammer towards it, uh, and with your incredible animal handling bonus of minus one. <laughs> Uh, You score a ten. It eats the hammer. Oh, see, I'm sensing some stress um, from me, mostly. Um, I'm going to try what I always do, and I'm just going to sort of take a running leap at it and try and jump off its shoulder into the pipe maze and hopefully hide in the pipe maze and scuttle about. So I'm going to take a running leap. And jump onto it. And I wonder if that um, will work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you first off, a running leap from arm's length is not a good... (laughs) But when you're very short, that's a lot longer. Uh, I'm I'm afraid this running leap will happen at disadvantage. Oh, no. Uh, Your plus 13 acrobatics, though, says... (laughs) Screw your disadvantage. That's a 22 anyway. Somehow managing a running leap in arm's distance. Not even like a regular person's arm distance, because you are about three foot tall. Mm -hmm. Three foot one. Three foot one. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to deprive you of an inch. I've got to take it where I can, you know. (laughs) What? Inches? Yep. You nimbly somersault (laughs) up, bounce off of the tardigrade shoulder and over... And you skip past through the pipe maze, ducking left, ducking right, ducking up, which would be a vault, I think. It's vaulting. (laughs) You vault over a load of pipes and you end up in a strange laboratory-type looking place. That's very Um, gratifying for a very little descriptive effort there. (laughs) Do I get another... Do I get another sort of thingy to do? Can I do something else? Well, I'm going to describe where you are first. Okay, great. I mean, you'd, what were you going to do? I was going to try and send a, um, a, a sort of message, like, you know, I can do silent messagey thing to, to, um, and see if, if creepy guy is still alive. I was going to try and, like, send a message and be like, I'm in the laboratory. <laughs> see sure. if it hits. Uh, uh, b- <laughs> Laboratory behind the bike sheds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> as you cast the spell uh, message, you look around and you can see that you are in what looks very much like a laboratory. There's all sorts of glassware and bubbling tubes and fetal shapes in tubes of formaldehyde, uh, wires. Uh, there's some fog for some reason. <laughs> On one wall, however, there is a large glass tank containing what looks like a 30-foot-long black-and-yellow crocodile. Out of the thingy into the... What's it? Well, it's in the (laughs) tank. It's still in the tank. It glares at you with one beady eye, and you get the impression that it doesn't really like you. uh, Tell me what your message is to Gilbert. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Um, yes, that's his name. Yes, <laughs> real name. Um, I'm in the laboratory. There's a big crocodile. If you're alive, come along. Um, <laughs> join, 
help needed, um, if you're dead, um, I'm really sorry. Uh, from just behind your left shoulder. Oh, that's very touching. <laughs> How the heck did you get down here? You don't have any kind of acrobatic affluence. Well, that's a bit presumptuous, isn't it? You never asked. Who asked that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe anyone who might later make resounding claims about my athletic affluence. You know? As- People who like to do research before they spout off about shit. Look, well, I thought you had things under control with the big ugly monster, so I, you know, I, I left. You scuttled off. Well, thanks very much for your your help there. You're just going to leave me to be tardigraded. Tardigraded. I find that very tardigrading. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to say to that. Good. Listen, do you think any of this stuff is valuable? He picks up uh, a big tube that's got what looks what looks like a baby with a man's head on it. If you find the right dealer, I guess. I mean, that kind of stuff would go really nice on on like a rich person's mantelpiece. Depends how you're going to travel with it. Looks spillable. Well, you know, I, I, I don't worry about transportation. That's uh, that's my business. He pulls a small leather bag out of somewhere and just shoves the entire tube into it. It seems like it's too big to fit, but, you know. Uh, it's <laughs> probably the least preposterous thing you've seen in the last 30 seconds, to be honest. <laughs> that's a um, useful-looking bag. Are we, um, we going to take much more? Should we, should we get it all in there? So I like the way that you're narrowing your eyes at me and using a suggestive tone. No, no, no suggestive tone. You're inferring that entirely, sir. <laughs> well, maybe. Sir said I figured, ironically. I figured there might be something particularly interesting behind those two big doors in the corner that say private on them. I, I, um, I'm a bit concerned about this crocodile, but I, I'm... Why? Ve- it looked like it tank, didn't like it? me. It gave me the eye like it didn't like me. I don't know why. I'm perfectly nice just because I went to hell and got a tattoo of a demon on my back. <laughs> just going to steal everything. You've been to hell? Yeah. <laughs> no biggie. Just uh, met some demons. Got some magical powers. Oh, it sounds like you're in a committed kind of a thing with one of these demons then. <laughs> relationship status has nothing to do with you. Oh, so you're... Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting some mixed messages, that's all. <laughs> Upstairs! Um, I am so angry that we're not going in the cart that I kick it over, because he's spent ages trying to dislodge that carrot, and it's like, oh, we're not going to go in the cart. <laughs> so I kick it over. Uh, the cart collapses onto one side with a faint thunk. That feels better. <laughs> Good. Really well, I don't see how this is helping matters at all. Well, and, and we've lost some of the tour members. Where did, um, where did the, where did... They were burnt up to a crisp, I think. What, all three of them? Yeah. The young lady as well. No, uh, I she think she left. She nicked some of the jelly. Yeah, she just... She what? She, she, she just nabbed it, didn't she? She nabbed it. She, she, she took st- some of my time jelly. Yeah. yeah. What would happen if one was to take some of that time jelly? <laughs> my God, man. The things that you could do with that time jelly if you were evil or sufficiently ignorant as to do things to it without knowing what would happen. The very fabric of the cosmos could the be... fabric? <laughs> no! Young man, you have the look about you of something of an arcane dabbler. Are you telling me that you are not aware of the fab rack of the cosmos? (laughs) No, I definitely am. That's why I reacted in such an over-the-top manner. Good, then then you'll explain it. The fabric. Okay, it's like space. The fab rack. Yeah. Well, it's like space fabric, isn't it? 
No, no, that would be the fabric of the cosmos. I'm talking about the fabric of the cosmos. <laughs> uh, you see, okay. you see, like when fabric is laid on top of each other and it's sort of laid no, out to no, dry, no, isn't it? No, it's like a fabric. It's plain that you are a, 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 a pauper when it comes to wealth of arcane knowledge, young man. The fabric of the universe is one thing, but what does that fabric rest on? The universe isn't all crumpledy up or lying on the floor in a heap. <laughs> The universe must be stretched out over some sort of rack or framework. <laughs> the combination of the universe fabric and the rack upon which it rests is known in arcane circles as the fab rack of the universe. This that- is why I am a doctor oh, and you are a musician. To be fair, I think most musicians do know what fab racks are. <laughs> Jeffrey is a special case. A subpar musician. Mm. Man, I'm but dra- anyway. I'm a dragon bard. I got loads of followers. Like, loads of people paid for my business cards. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, anyone tampering with the time jelly could cause all manner of strange disruptions to the time stream. As if on cue, there's another reverse pop. Oh, <laughs> Uh, who had the bit of cardboard? I got, I got it. Ah, in, immediate, great. Okay, so um, I'm holding it at arm's length. Suddenly, holding in your hands, you you have got uh, a very burly man with a beard, a woolen hat, and a check shirt. <laughs> you drop him Sorry to the floor that. with a thud. He goes, "Ow! What? 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 What?" what? <laughs> where, where have all the trees gone? Aww. Who are you? Well, I'm a lumberjack, and I'm all right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Atchit, Harry Atchit. Oh. oh, I see what's going on here. He does look a bit familiar. Oh. Do you, do you uh, recognise us at all? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 No. <laughs> Checks out. Said hello three times. But this woman could be doing anything with my time, Jelly. I think we should probably go find her then. Well, if you could bring her back for the rest of the tour, she would appreciate it. Uh, I feel like you're focusing a little bit too much on this tour <laughs> and less about the fabric of time. <laughs> Listen, the fabric of time is in safe hands. The menagerie and the tour are perfectly safe. But what happens if somebody takes some jelly outside of the menagerie and the tour? Who knows, but they won't because the doors are all locked. <laughs> Do you remember those very big doors that yeah. you came in, the, the, locked? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the side exit? Yeah, doesn't exist. <laughs> and if it did, it would be locked. Right, but there are ways of getting out of locked doors, though. Are there? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't lock them. <laughs> well, then it's a good job that they are locked by a very secure key. What if you just like kick it, kick it down really hard? Did you did you see the doors on your way in? I wasn't really the, paying attention. The thirty foot tall, three foot thick, solid iron doors, yeah, reinforced with mighty arcane spells. Would something like Misty Step be able to make you uh, <laughs> go onto the other side of that door? Ah, yes, Misty Step. I remember when I first learned that spell. <laughs> <laughs> When I was very young, thousands of years ago. I'm yes. going to start to walk yes. away and look you, for Augusta. You. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm intently listening. I, I've got my legs crossed on the floor. The reason I've got my hands up on my chin, the listening intently. The reason that Misty Step wouldn't allow you to teleport through three feet of solid iron is because you need to see where you are going. And re- remembering isn't good enough. I mean, you could try, but people have died that way. 
school. <laughs> I'll get up. Um, I'm, I kind of saw where that lady went, so I'm just going to walk that direction. Just, just walk? Just walk. The fabric of the universe is at stake, and you're just going to... All right, I'll power walk. Got to get, got to get those burning those calories in. <laughs> uh, the the lumberjack is tagging along with oh, you, yeah, seemingly, uh, seemingly a bit confused. What I, was his name again? Uh, Harry Atchett. Come on, Harry Atchett. <laughs> Jeffrey Banjo. Yeah. Are you also walking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. <laughs> He'd already left. He was not interested by the old man. Yeah, story. I wandered off to find the jelly. Oh, okay. So you, then you're then you're way ahead. Uh, so round the corner, uh, you uh, enter a large cavernous room with a sign uh, on the wall that says "Petting Zoo." <laughs> All these large rooms must be so expensive to heat. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm really concerned about the energy bills here. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that. Yes? No. no. It's funny you should mention that. Maybe someone on like a lower level will do some exploration and find something important. No. That is maybe a huge time travel generator. Ooh. There we go. But possibly not. You're in the petting zoo. <laughs> To your left, Jeffrey, is a wall with two more of the glowing purple time exhibits. In one is sort of like a big circular uh, platform upon which are stacked uh, a multicolored pile of tiny oozes, like an exotic fruit platter, but acidic and deadly. Uh, To your right... Uh, are various kind of like uh, waist-high glass enclosures full of various uh, things. Uh, One of them has uh, lots of uh, beautiful blue hand-sized butterflies that are just kind of like flittering around in the air above it, just resting gently. Uh, The one in the centre of the room has some sort of like uh, like, uh, plated uh, armadillos, the colour of rust. They've got big, long feelers. Uh, and they glance over at you and are, hang on a minute, uninterested because you don't have anything made of metal. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've actually got loads of things made of yeah, metal. Yeah, he has a reinforced banjo that I made of metal. I've got oh, a heavy okay. metal no, banjo. Okay, I'll take it back then. <laughs> then they look at you with great interest and their little teeny tiny feelers start waving around in the air excitedly. Uh, perhaps Brands. more importantly, however, uh, is that as you walked through the door, just slightly behind and to the right of you uh, was somebody with a sword, and it's now in the small of your back. <gasps> and somebody said, put your hands in the air and drop the banjo. <laughs> it's all right. I'm on your side. Oh. Charming person. <laughs> now, is that a lie, Jeffrey? Yes. Are you a charming person? Nope, just chatting with me, wits. Is that so? And what side would that be? Hmm? What? Your side? I want to get some of this uh, jelly out into the world. Steal it, use it. Do you know what I mean? For what purpose? I'm interested in the fabric of time. Also... (laughs) Also, I don't the think Doctor. Uh, you don't know what the fabric of time is. <laughs> <laughs> I've not got enough time to explain it to you. But I also don't think that Doctor Orville Boros <laughs> is uh, should be keeping all of this jelly to himself. Do you know what I mean? There's uh, a Baxi, lot of good you've we just can rounded do. the corner, and you can see that Jeffrey has got his hands up. Uh, a young lady in a green dress and a very stern-looking haircut is pointing a rapier at his back, and in her other hand has a glowing purple flask of Dr. Orville Boros's time jelly. He appears to be talking with her. It's nice, Jeffrey's met a lady. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Um, uh, I'm not very sneaky, but can I try and do some sneaking? You can try and do some sneaking. Um, what I'm going to do <laughs> is... <What? laughs> 
What I'm going to do is um, sneak up behind her and pull her trousers down. <laughs> well. Or like whatever she's wearing on our bottom half. She's, we- she's wearing a dress. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift her dress up and, in that case. And you rolled a seven. Yeah. So what happens is, is you crouch down <laughs> and start to scuttle forwards. You, you make some noise and she turns and she looks at you. And she doesn't seem very impressed. Heya! Lost an earring! Oh my god, trying to find out. <laughs> uh, considering your complete lack of a deception bonus worth a damn... Uh, she doesn't seem to believe you. Uh huh. Drop the weapons, or your friend gets it. I'm okay, actually. Um, I won't drop them. <gasps> I'm I'm calling her bluff because, like, or <laughs> like, or like, she's not gonna just kill someone. I mean, uh, she stabs Jeffrey in the back. <laughs> strong form of acupuncture. He'll be fine. Oh, no. Jeffrey, take 24 points of damage. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, and <laughs> Wait, you were on 16 hit points? 61. 61. Oh, 61. Okay. Okay, that's, 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 okay, that's, that's better. Uh, and then she chucks them in your direction and it's time for everyone to roll for initiative, I think. Oh, damn. We're fighting. That's a D12. That's the wrong dice. Uh, oh, boy. In order. Uh, <laughs> Augusta Anderson, owner of a sword and entirely too much wits for these two, apparently, <laughs> is oh. on a 14. Uh, Bagsy Badley, you are on a 12. Jeffrey Banjo. Uh, well, you're not going to like this, but you rolled a natural one. So you are... <laughs> So you're on a three. To be fair, I've just been stabbed. <laughs> you're just so stabbable. It's just, you know, you've got one of those faces <laughs> that, you, that you want to stab. <laughs> Thanks. You're yeah. welcome. I've heard that before. Uh, so uh, that means it's Augusta Anderson's turn. She pulls a dagger out of her belt uh, with the same hand as the time jelly because she's got big hands. Uh-huh. I didn't just forget that she had it there. <laughs> Flicks it at the uh, purple uh, exhibit containing all of the oh oozes, no. which bursts and sends a pile of multicolored acidic goop slurping out onto the floor and then turns and vaults over the butterfly enclosure and wow. starts to run away. Bagsy Badly. Um, I'm going to chase her. <laughs> she got a game. Cool. Um, can, I, can I rub Jeffrey as I run? Can I... <laughs> can I use... Sorry, when you, <laughs> when you say rub him as you run. Rub him as I run. It's clear, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, um, I've, I've, I'm a paladin, so I can heal people. Um, I would like you to... just prefer to hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> I just... No, I just... I'm very trusting. I didn't think she'd stab him. She stabbed him. I understand. He's very stabbable. Um... <laughs> So I would like to heal him those 24 points. You can Here's heal him those 24 points. Um, That's easy I, enough. As I run, can I like slap him though? Like a slap, but a healing slap. <laughs> 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 like as, so as it I initially <laughs> hurts, but then it's soothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Um, so I slap him as I run and I chase after her. Like, oh. like a really strong mint. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> It hurts at first, but oh, then it's kind of like... Like when you're having a shower and you use mint shower gel on, on your... Um, <laughs> <laughs> on your nether regions. on it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. The healing divine power of a paladin's uh, lay on hands feels like minty shower gel. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, um, and I'm running, so is that my go? Uh, that is your go. Oh, cool. uh, I'm going uh, I'm I'm to make you do an athletics check to see if you can successfully vault... I've been doing stretches recently. (laughs) 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 You did get a 16. I'm going to say yes, you managed to successfully vault over the butterfly enclosure. Jeffrey Banjo, you're on the floor and uh, I'm afraid you've just... 
Uh, no, you've you've just managed to avoid being covered in ooze. Awesome. Cool. I'm I'm gonna go volty volty after them. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You mean <laughs> you mean with your athletics bonus of one? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, you roll uh, a seven. Trying to vault over the butterfly enclosure, you instead vault into the butterfly enclosure (laughs) and land on your face, crushing several dozen delightful blue butterflies. You monster! (laughs) The butterflies shatter into a million pieces, spasming and shrieking in agony. Cool, 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 cool. So, I'm, as you I, I'm pull gonna... yourself to your feet, you look like you've taken a face plant in a glitter bath. Okay. I look fabulous then. Sort of. Nice. Okay, I can pull that off. Um, so, I- is there a way around? Can I go around instead of through? <laughs> You're in the middle of it. There's not. You can't go around from where you are. If can I go back and around? You're in the middle of it. You can't, like, t- if to get out, you have to go You can't go over it. You can't go <laughs> under it. You've got to go through it. Yay! <laughs> I, I have a child now. <laughs> 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 yeah, we all, we, all, we all remember Pickle Bagsy from yeah. season four. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and go through it then. <laughs> Uh, I'm afraid you crush several more butterflies. Every, even so even the slightest them, brush up against one of them causes it to crack into pieces and oh. spasm and die with oh. a oh. with a teeny tiny shriek. Oh. Oh. There's not a lot I could have done in that situation. <laughs> I was in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, as you reach the edge of the Be butterfly free. enclosure, uh, you can see that the plaque helpfully explains that this is the extremely fragile butterfly touch pool. Uh, the tiny caterpillars buried in the soil feed on guilt. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the basement. <laughs> go on then. Go on. Oh, oh, oh. Open the door, my private, and steal some things. Uh, I think, um, how about, how about you go ahead? You go through the private drawer. I'm going to, uh, private door. There isn't a private drawer um, here. <laughs> Are um, you saying that there's no private drawers anywhere hereabouts? <laughs> I'm saying that all drawers are very explicitly off limits <laughs> in this vicinity. Should you be getting ideas? Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Um, yes, you go ahead. They're really, I think you, you've got this. You've got this. You're, you're the man for the job. I'm going to go check out this here crocodilio. <laughs> crocodilio? <laughs> I speak like this now. <laughs> hey, uh, Gilbert uh, pushes open the doors and goes through them and they shut behind him with a thunk, 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 thunk. Because for some reason there's saloon doors on. Yeah. <laughs> On this private area, you walk up to the tank. The crocodile swims around a bit and comes down to the glass that its eye is level with your face. I say eye level with the face because its eye is about the size of a dinner plate. Um, I'm going to use... It blinks at you, but it doesn't blink like top to bottom. It blinks like side to side. Do you... um, Yeah. 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 When you you communicate with a cat, what you're supposed to do is blink of trust... Um, and if it blinks back at you, it means that it's trusted you long enough to suspend its eyesight and, and trust you to turn your back. So I'm going to try a blink of trust with this um, massive crocodile. And I'm going to use speak with animals and be like, hey, hey, friend, yeah? Ah, uh, crocodiles, the cats of the water. <laughs> 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 it's my logic. Makes sense. Uh, okay, uh, so y- you y- you say to the giant crocodile, "Friend, yeah." <laughs> uh, the Keep crocodile says back to you, mm, "No, no, not friend, no. Um, nope, nah, nah. You're not my friend. What am I? You're one of them. What? One, one of, of who? Uh, talky walk on land people." <laughs> 
No. Some of them are kind of like the uh, colour of bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've like met a him. A guy who took my kids. <gasps> Doctor Orville Boros stole your crocodilio children. What the fuck is a crocodilio? <laughs> <laughs> It's like an endearing term, but you know it's fine. Maybe it's too soon. The bit that, the big guy with the skull face. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. What a bastable. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 a what? It's like a medieval way of saying bastard. Maybe it's too soon. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Is he always this horrible? I don't know, he just put me in this cage. And stole your children. Are you guarding something? If you you can tell me I'm I'm nice. She kinda like swims around inside her featureless glass box of a tank. Like like what? Like are you guarding any kind of anything down here? It seems a really secluded, basementy secret place. It said private on it. I think I'm probably too dangerous to go upstairs with my kids. Because the kids Kids are supposed to play with people. Oh, but they don't get a chance to play with people. Well, they're abs- well, I don't. I don't know. I've not seen them since he oh. took them away. That's horrible. Would you? It was. It was before I'd had a chance to really properly get to know them. Before I had a chance to do anything with them, teach them how to hunt, teach them how to swim, teach them how to bite the entire head off of a cow. Wonderful skills that they've missed out on. I think I feel like I'll never get those chances now. That's and my children will grow up without knowing the loving, cold-blooded embrace of a mother. Uh, do you want to be released? Yes, <laughs> very much so. I want to go and get my kids back. Well, I may be able to find a way to release you. Can you tell me what you're guarding? <laughs> I really, so really I, I, want to know. I don't know what, 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 what I, I'm not guarding anything. I'm you just don't gonna, know that you're guarding anything. You're just here. I, I think you just kept me here. You're just literally here. Oh. Well, I, oh, well then, I'm well, I mean, if you want to come in my tank and check it out. No, no, I really, uh, that's you're fine. You're more than welcome to come in I'm my sorry. tank. Uh, I feel like we've established a bond of trust. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe I... Come on, get, get in the tank. Oh, you know what, I... I've got a lot, a lot of things to do. Well, um, how, I tell you what, how about you let me out of the tank? You know and what? And then you could get in the tank. You know what, seeing as you're not guarding anything, I feel like this relationship was built on mutual benefit, but now that there is no benefit on my side. Oh, oh I see. We don't really need to... I see. It's a perfectly mercenary relationship, is it? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've given you my heart and soul by explaining well, about say, the, yeah. deep, the, the deep longing I have yeah. for my stolen children. Sympathy. Oh, yeah, my, but my there's no payday weeps. in it for you, my so you're not weeps. interested. My heart weeps. You may be the... <laughs> <laughs> and they say that reptiles are cold-blooded. I don't know if I can trust you, you know. You wanted me to get in your tank. I'm no tank swimmer. I don't know if I can swim. I probably shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> well, why don't you just go follow your friend into that secret office that definitely doesn't have any valuables in it? You know, I just might. Nice chatting, and have a wonderful life. Actually, you know, I'm sorry that we've that we've really seemed to have gone off on the wrong foot. I, it's too late to backpedal. Yeah, it is, isn't it? You watch your back. If something else were to happen by chance, <gasps> to let me out of this tank. <laughs> You, my friend, will be top of the list. You Do you know, know how long it has been since I've eaten someone? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Me neither. I don't really have much concept of time. No. <laughs> my friend is a lot bigger than me. Um, he's, he's tall. Uh, he'd probably be a, a nicer meal than me. Just, just say, I'm like three foot one of... Of tiny, more, I'm more bone. I'm 86. I'm, I'm rangy. I'm rangy. I'm chewy. I'm tough. Brittle. Gooey. <laughs> I know so many adjectives. Um, <laughs> crispy. Um, dry. 
mostly just bone and and skin. <laughs> really tough, like an old maid. <laughs> it's my friend you want to eat, really. <laughs> how would you? How would you describe your friend? <laughs> Tall, high, lofty, um, expansive, <laughs> skyscraping. Um, he's got an eye patch, and he's kind of creepy. Um, he, he might, he might have a tender, moist, loving heart, but he may also have a tough, rangy, dry, scaly heart. So if he's got the latter, he'll be yours to eat. <laughs> Great chatting. Um, I'm going to go and steal some stuff. As you turn your back on the tank containing a now oh no. <laughs> angry 30-foot crocodile with a grudge, <laughs> you can hear just, just off from in the distance of the pipe maze the howling of a tardigrade that's also oh no. very angry and has a grudge against you. <laughs> How many more <laughs> giant deadly monsters can Trim Toss Cobble and I? <laughs> Will Augusta Anderson escape Dr. Orville Boros's mysterious menagerie with the time jelly, possibly causing irreparable damage to the fabric of the universe? <laughs> Love it. How many more innocent creatures will Jeffrey Banjo crush to death? <laughs> All these questions and more answered after the break! You've been listening to the Tales of Adventure podcast. The Dungeon Master was played by Steve Clements. Bagsy Badley by Alice Taylor Matthews. Reverend Hatchet by Tom Bridges. Trim Toss Cobble by Cat Murphy. And Jeffrey Banjo by Steve Brown. Follow us on Twitter at at Tales underscore Adventure. On Facebook at Official TOA Show. And join us in the audience with tickets from improvtheatre.co.uk. See you next time for some more Tales of Adventure! Adventure!